Float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. You're on Fulcrum Entertainment with an E. <laughs> that, was probably the, that was probably the cringiest line in that whole fucking episode. <laughs> What's going yeah. on, everybody? I'm Gilbert. I'm joined by uh, Harrison. You guys are on the Fulcrum Entertainment podcast. And we are talking Moon Knight episode two. Uh, how's it going, everybody? I Looks like a couple people are starting to come in. Uh, yeah, what's up, everyone? And what's up, Harrison? Uh, Hello. So, yeah, episode two. Crazy episode. It got, it got a little bit better than the first one, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. This this episode kind of put it right up there as uh, already one of my top three, I think, Marvel shows. Absolutely, yeah. I would... I, I wouldn't say it's better than WandaVision or Loki, which I've seen a lot of people saying, but it's oh, definitely wow. Hawkeye and uh, Captain America and the Winter, or Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah, absolutely. I I couldn't say. Certainly, it's way too early to say if it's better than, than Loki or WandaVision, and I, I'm not sure it could get better than WandaVision, really. That's a tall task. Better than Loki? Exactly. I like Loki a lot, like I did, but, um, you know, it's it, it's okay. It's not as good as WandaVision. Um, but definitely, yeah, it beat Hawkeye and uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier for me, hands down. Yeah, I mean, in, in only two episodes, it has easily beaten Hawkeye and Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Like, it's not that those shows weren't good, but just, I'm sorry, like the visuals of, of Moon Knight, like the, the back and forth between him and him, like Mark and Steven, just, I don't know, I even, I've even kind of grown to like uh, Ethan Hawke in the second episode. It's kind of gotten a little better. Oh, yeah, absolutely. When we get on to talk about Ethan Hawke, I'm loving him in this show. And Mr. Action, Avengers Earth, Mightiest Heroes is the best Marvel show. But... <laughs> I mean, is, if we're Maybe looking at, right. like, across all of Marvel, fine, I'll let you have that. If we're looking at the MCU stuff, I mean, that's not even in the MCU. It's an, it's an animated stuff thing that, that my little brother watched. Yeah, yeah, I think we're we're looking quite closely at the experiment that is the ongoing MCU and their new forays into TV. Besides, if we want to talk about the best Marvel show, period, across all time, that's in the '90s Spider-Man. Yes, yes, it is. With that weird radioactive Spider-Man. Yeah, exactly. I do that. That opening theme song, Spider-Man, Spider-Man, or Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, that's why it's Spider Blood. But like that, like that is the awesome. That is the oh, I love that so much. And the incredible guitar on that uh, track is so sweet. It's now an MCU show because of Loki. Is it? Is, I, is I guess it? that technically the the old Loki is supposed to be like the one from that cartoon or something like that, or like one one of those Lokis, like one of the Loki variants, is supposed to be from there. Like I don't know. Oh, okay. Didn't know that. Yeah, like, fair enough. Yeah, like like the old Loki supposed to be like classic Loki, I guess. I don't, I don't know, but regardless, it, I need to go back and watch that show to, to really like be able to tell. Because the only thing I'm really re recalling is Kid Loki and uh, what's his name and Crocodile Loki. <laughs> oh no! Okay, just okay. I see what he's saying. He's just talking about the multiverse. So he's oh, like, yeah. I see. So yeah, okay. I mean, but like. Since since Loki cracked that nut open, we can say like I could say X Men Evolution is part of the MCU if I want to, really. I mean, yeah, at that point, everything is part of the MCU. Like Spider Man and his amazing friends is part of the MCU at that point. Yeah, and trust me, like if I thought if I thought I could really get like Goth Girl Rogue back, I would be out there campaigning for it now. But I'm not crazy, and I know it's it's never going to be part of my MCU. <laughs> That figures. I, I could totally see her being. 
Oh, that that southern accent, man. Oh, man. This was episode was made somewhere. I, I, I'm not sure what you're. <laughs> episode was made somewhere. Or is is that a comment on how it was very focused on locations? So like every single place they're at, they're at Trafalgar Square. Uh, they were going like around London, like on particular buildings and stuff. Like to be fair, I don't know the buildings, but all of them like, oh yeah, that's like a historic one of the the other historic buildings in London. Yeah, whatever. Hmm. I mean, yeah. Are you talking? Are you talking about this episode that they did that? That they focused a lot on on like location. Uh, yeah, I, I just know that like like I think in particular the fight, like when Moon Knight is kind of chasing across, and it almost looks like uh... um, the bus scene from The Mummy Two. Like when yeah, a bus is going through London and you're just like seeing like the sights of London just whip past you. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think he's, I see what he's saying. This episode was made somewhere, the Midwest. The Midwest, <laughs> bro. This whole thing again. What have you got against Wisconsin, man? More than that, what do you got against this episode? I, I think it was pretty damn good. Like, yeah, I, this this is pretty how sweet. A little better. The, the, how many hits hit a little better this time? Like having this part where he goes to the security guard and being like. All right, you know what? you're gonna freak out. All right, ready? Ready? You're gonna freak out. He's like, "What am I looking for?" Like, like we get the reveal that no one can see the jackals or Conchu but him, which is yeah, I, it kind of adds again to that whole thing of like, "Am I crazy?" Yeah, it really does, and like it introduces some really cool ideas because I I don't think we've really quite had that. Perhaps guys in the comments can correct me, but the idea of a superhero where like all of their powers are invisible to like regular people is kind of a cool idea and i'm not sure this is what this show is doing but like i kind of liked that i was like yeah what if like say you know like there was a version of like thor that you know to himself was this giant lightning thunder god but was just a mad flailing man yeah to like exactly. everyone on the street just a really buff dude just swinging around a hammer <laughs> everyone yeah <laughs> but yeah like I, I like that idea because we see that later on also when he goes into full moon knight mode like he, everyone can see him, but no one can see the thing that's chasing him. Like he jumps off of the car, and then the jackal like crashes into it, and nothing, and no one can see it. Which yeah, yeah. pretty cool. I thought it was kind of interesting because I was like, it's an interesting place in terms of the rules of Moon Knight, because like his like suit, his costume is magic, but that's magic that people can see, but the jackals are magic that people can't see. Yeah, exactly. See, like. I wonder why that. I, I wonder what that's about. Like, I guess it's just because, like, you know, Stephen or or Mark, like, they, they can see him. Like, you know, he's he is a physical manifest. Like, he's the avatar. Like, he's he is Conchu's avatar. So that's like, I guess that's the point of that. Versus like, uh, hmm. or uh, Amit. I guess no one can see her shit because, like, that's. I, I'm not sure. I'm 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 honestly just spitballing here because I'm don't yeah, yeah. how magic works. I yeah, I, I'm not entirely oh, no. sure. oh no oh Oh, hello boys (laughs) see you know i already know before you even speak joker voice i already i watched your your review it's like did it get better no (laughs) (laughs) oh boy i i I can't wait to hear what he has to say in our comments well we're cut out for us tonight yeah no no joke i'm like but let's go ahead and get like until he comments on something. Let's go ahead and get back into it. But yeah, I I kind of like that idea that the mat like his magic 
can't like can't be seen or like Conchu can't be seen or heard by anyone. Like the only thing they can see they can see is like when he you know makes wind happen. <laughs> yeah. I kind of um, love that. I kind of love that bit. Like, um, when we get to it, I'm gonna gush all over Ethan Hawke in this. Because I, I love his villain. right here. Uh, like this, this whole all of that stuff. It's so so cool, right? Like, I I love a good villain, and especially like a villain who's kind of like, hey, bruh, I'm the good guy. Like, you don't want to mess with me. And I love the way he's doing it. Like, ah, I can't shoot. All he can do is kick up some wind unless you like let him take over your body mm-hmm. and it's it's so cool and like okay like, like, like this is getting really like nerdy but it's so much like kind of like lucifer like in classic like like paradise lost and stuff like that and he's like yes come to me i will show you a wonderful world where everything is enlightened but actually he's evil it's super cool yeah like i got i gotta be honest this whole thing kind of made it like there was or there was a whole like damn, maybe Ethan Hawke's right about this for a moment there because he had you have he's like a, has a nice community. He talks about how crime is down. There's children playing and like families and and like everyone seems to be like they're all speak they speak Mandarin Chinese for some reason. <laughs> it's like oh we're multicultural. We like to but be- we believe in speaking three languages. I'm like you know it doesn't seem like it's a bad place until you realize that he's yeah he he does talk about like mass genociding the like half the planet. Yeah, he is. He's a bit like kind of Jim Jones. Like, um, you kind of had that with like his uh, the children, no, not the children of God, I can't remember the name of Jim Jones's uh, uh, people's church, something like that. That cult who drank all the Kool Aid, they had those things where people would come in and they'd be like, Hey, we're like nice, civilized people, they train each other to be like, You know, hey, when the news guys come around with cameras, you say you're happy, right? You don't tell them about the box we put you in. What's this joke, voice? Everything I said was going to happen has happened. When you all got to say, gee, maybe Joker is onto something. Never, Joker. We would never admit. We'd never admit it. Because you're a villain. Yeah, I'm firmly in Batman's camp. I I can't, on principle, I can't go. Oh, Joker voice. Don't, don't go there. Don't be like, oh, we're gonna, we're trying to appeal to Chinese. Maybe they are, maybe they're not. Who the hell cares? Come on, just let it go. It was it was a one big time off the cuff freaking comments like just let it go. All right, yeah, it's it's a good thing to learn like a language that's spoken by a huge number of people in the world. Like what next? Oh, Firefly that had a, an agenda. It was no <laughs> Chinese was the future. Like, but yeah. Anyway, like yeah, like I, you're right, Harrison, about this whole like Jim Jones thing. Like, he absolutely has that vibe of, like, it seems like a nice place. Like, oh, he's playing soccer with the children. Then next thing you know, his guys are running around with shotguns, gunning down everyone who's not going to drink the Kool-Aid. Yeah, and it's it's so cool, like, the way that it just snaps like that. Um, there's that one bit where he just suddenly starts talking about the scarab, and you see all the happy, smiling people around him, like, get up, and immediately, like, oh, they're about to beat his ass. Yeah, like, so... That's why you're scared of cults, children. Yeah, no, exactly. It seemed like it's such a nice place until he starts talking about. It's like, oh, before. Also, I wanted, I wanted to want to say about this how I loved uh, Ethan Hawke knowing everything Kanchi was saying. It's like I'm the fist of vengeance, and oh, he's telling you to kill me, isn't he? He's like all, like all that stuff. He just knew exactly what he was saying. I thought that was kind of cool, but yeah, it was pretty sweet. This whole, this whole thing of like him being, yeah, well, no, I'm Amit. She wants me to judge people before they do something evil, like. I can look into their future, their past, like telling them the whole plan about how I'm going to kill people before they do evil. 
And then Steven gets on that whole thing about like, so does that mean children? You're like, you're going to murder children, right? And, you know, well, if, if Amit uh, basically judges them evil, then yeah. And like, you're like, yeah, that whole part where they're all standing around him and he's just like, so you guys are all cool with child murder then, right? <laughs> they, they just stand there silently. Like, yeah, no, dude, that's. Joke voice just said it. Um, oh, Firefly did have an agenda. Is something else he said, apparently. Not the one you're thinking. It had an accidental based message. I'm, I'm, I, <laughs> Whatever, bro. Whatever. <laughs> you enjoy I, I, that. I, I have to talk, you know what? I'm going to talk to you next, next week. We're going to have you on. I'm, I'm going to have you and Shanti on because Shanti is loving this show. She's like outspokenly vocal about it, and he is outspokenly vocal about hating it. So I, I want to have <laughs> like that, that screaming match. But, uh, Mr. Actions as uh, oh sorry Minority Report uh, yes is very much like like Minority Report like that's kind of what I was thinking that that's like the that thing of like if Minority Report was allowed to continue that's kind of like where we get to eventually of just like you know yeah, you'd have to uh, kill the mother because like she would give birth to the person who would yeah, commit like, the crime kill, yeah you'd have to kill Mama Hitler because she was gonna birth <laughs> a baby monster exactly that kind of thinking but like. Let's see, I was kind of expecting Moon Knight to be like Ryan Gosling's Drive character or Solid Snake. That's interesting. Ryan Sol Gosling's Drive character. Yeah, I honestly, that would actually be kind of a cool one. But a Solid Snake, that's a weird choice. I don't know how. Yeah. Yes, Moon Knight being Solid Snake. Like, I guess or like you're supposed to be like a mercenary and stuff, but I don't know, man. That's weird. Yeah, that'd be kind of interesting. And then also, I don't know whether you could do a bit like um, in the later Metal Gear Solid games, you obviously have Revolver Ocelot, um, who has a Liquid Snake's personality inside of him. Mm -hmm. like, and that kind of duality, like where he switches between one and the other, that could be something cool to see in Moon Knight. I still say it's it's very much like like last week when we decided it was Yu-Gi-Oh! <laughs> yeah. The fact that now we're starting to see them talk to each other in the mirror, like... <laughs> We had that whole part of like, uh, like, give me control. Okay, I'll give you control for now. Uh, and then they did the, like all that we needed is Yu Gi Oh. <laughs> That's exactly what that was. <laughs> but, but it'd be pretty cool. Actually, do you know what? Like Ethan Hawke, like if his hair was slightly longer, he's not that far away from Pegasus. <laughs> yeah, it just needs like the weird eye thing. <laughs> With my Millennium Eye. Well, no, but instead he has the Millennium Staff. Oh, he does. Oh, he do oh, my God. oh, my God. Oh, my God. If we get banished to the show, I, I kind of wish we had that. That would obviously improve that show for me. If we had, like, not necessarily the cards, but some of the monsters from Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Because, like, I'll talk shit about Yu-Gi-Oh all you like, but actually the monsters that were on the cards were kind of sweet. I mean, Blue-Eyes White Dragon is still one of my one of the coolest monsters ever. Oh, and like, like, um, I can't remember quite what they were called. That, but you had like the 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 skull, the dark skull knight thing, and then you turned it into like the black eyes skull dragon. If you oh the black yes, eyes. okay, yeah, I know. What you're like it was like summon skull and like red eyes black dragon. Yeah, it was stuff that was in Joey's deck, I believe. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Okay, here, Mister Action says, "Well, Oscar is going to play Snake in a future Metal Gear Solid movie." Ooh, I didn't. I did not know that. And I kind of see him as solid, uh, but greatly as liquid. Well, we can mm. definitely see that because they're both clones of the original Big Boss. We could see him in all three roles at that point, and I would be super down for that. I'd be into that. I mean, the only thing is, like, uh, Solid Snake is such a voice 
like it's a very distinct you know the the, the Can't you wait uh, <laughs> ocelot otacon colonel yeah no i know exactly what you the lale lulai low Oh, okay. the, the one that got stuck with me because I, I played this game over and over again with Melga Solid 3 was like at the end of World War II, the world was split into two, east and west. Burnt in the <laughs> yeah. there were so many like memorable lines from from all the Melga Solid games. <laughs> but all right, let me see. All right, Ms., uh, Joker Boys, there's no screaming needed. Marvel is counting on you knowing nothing. About this character or and its story, which yeah, that's exactly that is exactly what they're counting on. I've mentioned it in uh, cosmic or co uh, yeah, comics and cosmetics on their stream. Mm -hmm. How they, they're just doing the exact same thing they did with uh, what's it called uh, with Guardians of the Galaxy. They're taking an unknown property from like 40, 50 years ago. And then they're put, and well, probably sooner than that. I, I don't think Moon Knight is that. Uh, yeah, I think Moon Knight's been kind of uh, a underground like. Comic fans know Moon Knight and they like Moon Knight for quite a long time, and so loads of the fine, good comics are modern. They're taking like a kind of a cult classic, and they're and they're taking their own spin on it. And I'm like, you know, I'm I'm okay with that. I I could absolutely see how hardcore Moon Knight fans hate the hate this, you know, with a passion. But you know, I'm like, uh, I don't I don't think it's a no. I I completely get it, and like. I suppose it's it's easy for someone like me because like I've gotten into basically every comic I love. I got into it um, because like I watched an adaptation that I thought was cool. Like I got into Spider Man because I really got into the the cartoon, and so I started reading comics. And same thing with X Men. See, all right, you know uh, that's you know fair enough, and that's and that's a good point. Is that like you kind of like you kind of have to get into it and like as like. Well, I'm, I was going to go into this. <laughs> I'm sorry, I lost my train of thought because I, 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 I'm thinking two things at once because I'm also thinking about what my response to this is that, <laughs> is that unfortunately, I did my homework to you an honest review. You know what? On that, <laughs> I think that it's, yes, I didn't do my homework. I've never read, I've never gotten into it, but I think that's kind of the point of this show is to make me interested in reading it in the future. Mm. Me like, oh, hey, this is cool. Let me look into the into the other comics and shit, and then actually go looking into the origin of Moon Knight and seeing what this is and and what it's about. Like, I don't see this as a bad thing. If you're if you're an old Moon Knight fan, fine. I see you. As, I see what your point is. It's like, oh, this sucks. But if you're a new Moon Knight fan, which I absolutely am now, and I have to, I now have to read every last Moon Knight thing that exists. <laughs> oh, isn't that nice? Thank you, thank you very much, Joker Voice. Your weird, twisted, psychotic love is appreciated. What Fox did to the X Men is unforgivable. Oh, uh, you... ah, ah, okay. I... You know what? Whoa, right there. Because you know what? That was maybe again. It's another one of those moments where I'm like, I didn't read the, the X Men comics until I watched those movies and wanted to go look into them. So I'm like, bro, you gotta, you gotta cut, you gotta cut those movies some slack. Because yeah, I, I agree with that. I also have to say. You have to be more specific, Joker voice. Fox did a lot of different yeah. things to the X Men. Okay. If we're talking about the Dark Phoenix, Fox can go take a hike out. Fox can. <laughs> Fox had that weird thing where they took like first class and they made like a really cool interpretation of old school X Men comics. And then they were like, cool, now we're going to ruin every X Men story that you love. But why? Why do that to me? Days of Future Past wasn't great, I'll admit. Like they they took that in a really weird, bizarre direction. And I don't know. 
I mean, yeah, I wasn't really like, yeah. This is this is true for many many, <laughs> many things. Like only a, like Sp- like Spider Man, Captain America, Iron Man, like the like Phase One, probably the MCU. I'm super up on. But and when it comes to like Moon Knight, when it comes to like original like old X Men, yeah, I wasn't. So Days of Future Past was not something I had read before watching the movie. So I'm like, but when I actually read the original comic, I'm like, what the fuck, dude? What? What is? Yeah. This? <laughs> It's nothing like it, and you know, like Age of Apocalypse is another one where it's like it's like you know, like you can't do Age of Apocalypse without having done other comics that you have about. Okay. You know what? I I don't blame I don't blame Fox for uh, I do not blame Fox for the first Dark Phoenix problem. I don't blame Fox for X Men United or X Men Three X Men United. I blame uh, Brian Singer and and uh, Goddamn DC because you know he took superman returns and decided to go do that instead of doing uh x-men 3 it and in the in the process ended up ruining both movies (laughs) by directing superman he ended up making that movie so much worse than it would have been and yeah no it did it did give us kelsey grammar as hank mccoy and that was pretty sweet it did it did, and and I liked back when when he was still a she. I liked uh, Ellen Page's version of uh, of Shadowcat. Oh yeah, yeah, actually, yeah. Like it's Kitty Pride, excellent casting. Uh, yeah. back in the time for Elliot Page, yeah, yeah. So like, I didn't, I I did really much like, very much like that. But you know, whatever. That's that's in the past. But regardless I do, of, any of that, I also I really enjoy watching uh, Lock and Key and spending the entire show going, "Ooh, look, Iceman's back." Really, he liked Days of Future Past. That's interesting. I thought I thought that was kind of a like I would have thought that you would have you would have hated that one. Like first class, okay, I get why you like that one. And X two, X two was just like the gold standard of X Men movies. Yeah, Days of Future Past is like good in lots of bits. It's not a good adaptation of that story, I'd say. But like, there's lots of stuff in it that's cool. All the stuff with you know Quicksilver's cool. Like, All right, so yeah, the the Jim the Jim Corsay uh, time in a bottle scene is probably one of the best things we've ever seen with a speedster ever, and everyone has been trying to capture it ever since. Yes, yeah, you're right. There's, there's yeah. everyone who does a speedster thing is trying to capture that. Like we we talked about it on uh, we watched our uh, Zach Snyder Justice League, like how they try to do the exact same thing. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's almost like you can't do anything else now. But one good scene does not make a good movie, and I don't. Uh, uh maybe that's just me i'm just like i don't one like one really cool scene does not make a good movie yeah and there's so much that's weird about that movie all the stuff about wolverine kind of going back in time's a bit odd like that bit where it's like you won't remember this until one day you do and that final scene where patrick's just like you're back it's the fuck is this that whole thing exactly that whole thing so I forget whether or not that was a thing. It was a thing in the in the comic book, but I don't ever remember Shadowcat having that ability to transfer people's brains to another. To oh no, time. no, she didn't. Well, because like originally it was Shadowcat who went back in the past. It it was, oh. um, and it was it was Destiny, I believe, the blind uh, member of uh, the Brotherhood of Mutants who could tell the future. Yeah, was okay, able so to I'm send like... other people back into the past. Okay, so that's what I was sitting there like, what the? Why is Shadowcat doing this, and why Wolverine, and what? And then why, like, wasn't Wolverine also in Vietnam at this point because he was part of Weapon X? <laughs> and then Stryker suddenly ages backwards like 30 freaking years. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, 
just the, the whole thing about it just didn't make any sense. The movie, to me, didn't make any sense, especially when you look at it in the context of the whole continuity of X-Men. Yeah, yeah. DC, thoughts about oh. Grant Gustin being talked about replacing Ezra Miller? Who's Grant Gustin? He, sound, he sounds like a comic book character. Mild mannered Grant Gustin is the goober boy when he's at night fighting crime. And then his answer to the why why Hugh Jackman in Days of Future Past because <laughs> because Hugh Jackman because yeah. we, we want to see Hugh Jackman with his shirt off and then doing that the ah, screaming thing. Yeah, I did. I do kind of like that bit. It's, I always have fun when like uh, Magneto is versus like Wolverine, and Wolverine never learns, and he's like, "I could, I could no," and he just like drowns him. He's like, "No, I'm not having this." Mm. Anyway, back to Moon Knight because this was genuinely yeah. a good episode. Yeah, we got we got kind of sidetracked on that one. The kind of the nature of Joker voice coming in here, bringing chaos to the show. Uh, but yeah, let's go ahead and talk about. I I like how we got a big a lot of Conchu in this episode. That was actually really cool. Like. I don't know how, like, I know that we've that in the comic books, apparently Conchu ha- is wearing a suit and he has, like, weird, like, w- like the, a lot of the depictions I've seen of him have, like, cobwebs and shit, like, all around him. Oh, interesting. Yeah, versus this is, like, he's in, like, flowing robes. It's like he's in his own version of the Moon Knight armor. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I like I like Conchu in this. Um, uh, Mr. Action, I think you mentioned in the comments that Conchu was, like, your favorite thing in this. Conchu's really funny in this episode. The way he's just like shouting at Steven through half of it is pretty funny. Insert beta switch. I'm assuming he's talking about Conchu. <laughs> but I I don't know. I thought it was I thought he looked pretty cool. Like the like just all of it. Like here, let me see if I can if I can find we can also talk about that about the suit uh for Mr. Knight, which I know Joker Boys hated that with a passion because I looked into the origin of this character. Is apparently Mr. Knight is uh I guess that's like when he wants to, when he's not being like the, the hardcore vigilante beating people up, that's his like detective almost like kind of the question. Oh. For, uh, like, oh. like he, that's when he's like a noir detective and like is helping the cops out with like investigations and shit. Oh, that's cool. Okay. That's, that's interesting. See, I, I, I think it is a matter of perspective because for me, as someone who isn't, you know, a, a pre existing uh, Moon Knight fan, I'm just like, that sounds so cool. They put in like this piece of like fan service in there to go, hey, look, here's a reference to something cool from the comics. So, yeah, um, Mr. Action says they messed up my boy, Mr. Knight. I'm like, did they? they messed him up. Oh, no. I'm sure, yeah, because he's not helping the cops. He's not that suave. Like, he's not, because apparently Mr. Knight is supposed to be another uh, split personality of Moon Knight himself. So, we got, uh, okay. We got like Jake Lockley, Stephen Grant, and Mark Spector, and then Moon Knight, and then Mr. Knight. These are two separate uh, personalities in themselves. Ah, interesting. Huh. It's, oh, right. it's not fan service, it's bastardizing. I, uh, this, this, this is kind of sad, right? So, so this is actually a sad part of fandom, I find, because like I really enjoyed this. I, I thought it was so full of character, it was really funny. I love the fact that it was about like the character Stephen, who I've gotten to like Stephen, and he's you know awkward and like this is like what he thinks of when he thinks suit. He thinks of this kind of cool like suave yeah, debonair when, thing. When she says put the suit on or like suit up or like when she tells him to do it, he's like All right, suit, suit, and then he pops on a suit. It's like I, I think that was kind of cool. It, it's making it like almost. It, uh, it's making it almost like a Green Lantern kind of thing where he has to like manifest the the armor in, that he mm. wants. Yeah, and, which I find and, really interesting. 
And yes, Joker voice, I know there is no Jake Lockley. We I've seen all the posts about <laughs> there's how Jake Lockley is is like tragically just like absent from this show. Oh, Harrison's now doing his protest. Yeah, yeah, there's a whole thing. We, we, there's a whole thing in the UK tonight. We are protesting energy. Yes, we know that too, that he's not the millionaire. Like he's not, he's a, he's a dorky, yeah, now he's a dorky gift shop, uh, you know, cashier. But like, I'm, I don't know, man. I'm, I don't see it as a big deal, especially since, again, because I'm not as, I'm not as up on Moon Knight as I, sh- as I probably should be. But maybe I'll get a more, a bigger appreciation for it when I start reading more Moon Knight. This, I think, like, I, I, to be honest, with something like this, where it is the first big adaptation of a character that has previously only been in the comic books, really, I think it is far more important to make a story that gets people interested and involved than is accurate. Because let's face it, if we had all of these, like, uh, multiple personalities by episode two, it would be a bit confusing uh, for those who weren't in the know. So, look, look, look like, like you, you're not wrong. You're absolutely right. They're getting stuff wrong. It's just not what's in the comics. But it is introducing us to these characters in a way that's really easy to take and quite palatable. Mm-hmm. And definitely, as uh, Gilbs has said, gets us more interested in the comics. Yeah, and also, actually, I found out a pretty interesting one about that. So here, check this out. So you might, uh, you'll remember in the very first episode, well, in the last episode, very first, in the first episode we saw, uh, there's this little girl that he was talking to him. Well, on yes. the a QR code. Apparently, I found this out. Apparently, if you go and like, if you, I can't, I can't scan it right now because it's too small. But if you're on your team, scan that. It gives you the first uh, appearance of Moon Knight, which is I. It's like I forget. Uh, not Mister Action. Joker voice. Come on, man. Get, uh, help me out here. It's right. It's right there. Like that QR code and gives you the. the oh really? Oh, and then wow. the QR code next to it. Apparently, the the one in the mirror. Gives you a blade comic, ah. and then also, and then I found out as well uh, that goes further. I, I now don't. Call <laughs> there we go. So yeah, it gives you like that QR code gives you uh, a, apparently a, a link to 1975 Marvel Comics, which is the first appearance of Moon Knight. This is, it's really funny. The the subtitles that you have paused on is exactly what yeah. I feel like Joker Voice is saying to me, <laughs> like based on. On that comment, and he said, "Are you serious? Accuracy doesn't matter." And I'm not. I'm not necessarily saying that. And so the adaptations are good. I, again, my example being, I love the Spider-Man animated show. I know it's not particularly accurate. It like really fucks with stuff, but it got me into Spider-Man so hard that I now know the truth. And that's what I'm hoping this show is trying to do. Yeah, ag- agreed. And so, th- thank you, Joker Voice. I knew I could count on you. Night of the Werewolf. I knew it had something to do with Werewolf, but I didn't want to butcher that because I knew I was going to catch crap for it. But yeah, Night of the Werewolf number 32, and that, and so it gives you the very first appearance of Moon Knight if you ever want to see his origin. And then again, like the one in, the one that's circled right there apparently gives you a Blade comic, which is further evidence that they're trying to give you, uh, that they're trying to, like, introduce Midnight Suns. Okay, so actually, I do want to go back to this. He said, are you serious? Ignoring accuracy, or are you serious? Actually, it doesn't matter. It's not that it doesn't matter. It's that in this particular case, they're not trying to be act. They're they're trying to like just. I would argue they're trying to pay homage to it, or at the very least, they're just trying to make a mm. reference. Like, yeah, they're not actually trying to full on uh, copy it. One like they're not trying to make a one for one copy of it. 
Like, and he says adaptation is one thing, bastardizing is something else. I don't know. There is. <laughs> yeah, I saw your, I saw your, your, like your anger <laughs> on uh, again comics on cosmetics about how you you shoot you shot that down so fast. <laughs> oh my god. But yeah, so but to go back to this, adaptation is one thing, bastardizing is another. I don't know if it's the bastardization because again, they show you like it's the it's the a, a fairly comic accurate suit. It's just not like the the it's the character itself is not accurate. Like I don't know if that's a, necessarily a bad thing because again, they're taking it into a new direction. Like I, maybe we can call this adaptation, but at that at that point, maybe just inspiration. I, don't... I, I think you're right. Yeah, I, it's like we were talking about Days of Future Past. You know, like I'm, I don't want to shout at that saying it's bastardization because I'm just like I get why they did that. I get whether like they don't want to introduce Destiny as a character because like they haven't had 50 comics beforehand to do that. You know, they don't want to bring this in. You know, Ellen Page by that point was a name, so they wanted to keep in Kitty Pride as a character. Like I get it. They kept in Kitty Pride because she's a core part of the original books, but like they're like she's there as a reference, but you know. Hugh Jackman sells tickets, so he's the one who's actually going to go back in time. Yeah, exactly. I get it. Like, I don't, yeah, I don't, see, I don't think it's bastardization again. Like, and in the same way, like, and this is really a question to Joker voice, is that what would be the difference between uh, Days of Future Past, like, changing all those different things about the comic? Like, how is that not bastardization of that comic? You know what I mean? Mm. Is, like, how is them kind of like in the x-men in the x-men or in the x-men 2 like when they don't really make they only make reference to it but they don't actually show that mystique is nightcrawler's mother how come that's not bastardization that's just adaptation you know what i mean mm. yeah and, and like i said i think it's like totally yeah because it all you can't make a movie exactly like a book it's just super hard to do and then they fail and I, i'd rather they make kind of good as as good a movie as they can rather than try and make a perfect movie that doesn't get there yeah, he says he says Marvel hasn't even begun working on the A-list properties they acquired from Fox, which is true. I mean, they still have yet to work on their Blade comic or their, their, that their is, Blade TV that's show. So sad. Yeah, I want to see. I want to see some Ghost. I, honestly, I want to see some Ghost Rider. Oh you my God, yes, Ghost Rider. Honestly, and I don't. I I don't know if this is a Fox property, but we need some more Punisher. We need some absolutely need some more Punisher. <laughs> like. If you can give me some Punisher, I will. I will cry if you give me some like. And I mean, I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be John Bernthal Punisher, but just give me some Punisher. Come on, guys. Yeah, like I, I did like his Punisher. He he's a good Frank Castle, but I'll take whatever we get. Mm. Let's see. Mr. Action says I do like Kevin, but he does need to know that every MCU movie slash show have to be that not not every MCU movie and show has to be a comedy. You're right. Not everyone does, but you know what? Some of us like to laugh, Mr. Action. <laughs> Just go home and be like, oh, woe is me. I want to have a sad... I want my my TV and my movies and everything I do to be sad. I do kind of agree with Mr. Action on that. The light. This episode, I think, was fine. I think had a good enough balance. But yeah, the MCU has a nasty habit of being like, we have to laugh at everything. So it's like, you know, like, often like Doctor Strange will tell jokes. And I'm like, why are you cracking jokes? You're supposed to be like, you know, the dad of the MCU now. Act like it. That's agreed, and that's an interesting point, uh, Joker. Voice. By the time Days of Future Past came around, Fox had already fucked up the the X Men so bad that it didn't matter at that point. Versus this is an intro story, so sticking to an existing character slash work. So I, I get what you're saying, especially when they're and 
I've heard the the refer or the arguments that when there's already so much stuff to like, there's always so much uh, content and like reference material to work with. Why are you doing this new thing? And I, I argue it's just because they wanted to take a new a new take on it. Like, they, mm. sure that the people who who are working on this have probably read or at least are familiar with Moon Knight, and they're just wanting to do their own thing, which I don't I don't hate. And I think as well, we have to admit it's just it's a new continuity. You know, it's like it's like when they restart any continuity. It's you know when Marvel did the Ultimates. It's when the new Fifty Two comes along, whatever. You just kind of go, cool. Here's a new version that's sort of a weird amalgamation of a bunch of different versions, and then a little bit of extra spice in there. So you know, I'm gonna end. The, I'm gonna end this part of the conversation. We can move on to another part of the episode, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna end this part of the conversation by saying I think I I found my new cosplay for future comic cons. I I saw that and I immediately thought of that. I was like, this is Gilb's cosplay, and this has to be. This is the big cosplay for like the next year, dude. I'm gonna have to like. It's gonna be expensive as hell to find a mask that has like the lights on it and works. Like I, I want to have a, a comic or a, a video or you know an accurate uh, you know re representation of that mask because the that whole thing is badass. Like the white suit, I could find that, but that's that's not gonna be a problem. But, he really is. It's like you said earlier. He's like Rorschach, but like if he wasn't a hobo. Yeah, no, I, I like that. Like that whole scene where where Steven is just sitting there is like, oh wow, actually kind of nice. I, I like this. I'm like, dude, that would be me. That would absolutely be me sitting there like admiring myself. Like, Damn, I look good as a superhero. <laughs> but yeah, no, good stuff. Good stuff. I love everything he does in this suit. This whole scene's really funny. I love this. I don't know if this um, would have like hit for you guys as much, but when he first like takes a punch. Uh, the jackal thing, and he goes wagwan, and that was so fucking funny. Like that, that's a kind of it's a kind of big slang thing, like amongst kind of like urban youths in the UK. Yeah. It was so funny. I was wondering what the hell that was. Like he punched him, and he looks in his fist. He's like wagwan. I'm like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> yeah, it's it's this fun thing. So it's like um, it's technically it's it's, it's Jamaican. It's this like Jamaican patois, um, and it basically means what's what's up. Or what's going on? Um, and sometimes right. you'll just like, you know, you can use it for loads of different meanings and stuff like that. <laughs> just like hits. It was like, what's up? I'm like, yeah, boy. That's that's awesome. <laughs> it I was so it. cool. It was a real nice little like Britishism. I was like, yeah, nice. It's a nice detail. Hmm. Okay, so let's go see. Yeah, we got the we, so uh, let's go ahead and talk about this for a minute. How'd you feel about the Mark and, and Steven parts where they're talking to each other and they're actually like, like just like conversing back and forth. Cause I, thought I it pretty sorry. Well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I agree. Yeah. It, I thought it was really good. Um, those scenes there where they were, I, I have to admit, you know, that bit where he's talking to uh, Mark in the mirror and Mark's like, don't do it, man. It's kind of basic and it's kind of obvious. Where it really got amazing for me was when um, he was Mark was talking to Stephen, and it was like just as bad for him, and like Stephen could be just as much of a pain in the ass if he wasn't asleep. Yeah, yeah, like right here where they're talking in the mirror, like the, when he's like, "I will never give you a moment of rest." I'm like, "Dude, that that is I can only imagine that's what it must be like for people who are like schizophrenic or have like have voices in their head to like to actually have that." Like that whole scene where he's where he's sitting there like freaking out where they where uh, Layla is trying to tell him to put on the suit and he's losing oh, his yeah. like, like no all of you just shut up stop talking to him and like because on the one hand Mark is screaming at him she's screaming at him I'm like dude that that must be awful yeah 
it, it was it was so cool. Like all of that, it was a great way to ramp up the tension. Ah, uh, hey, Joker voice. All right. We'll see you. But yeah, like no, it was really great. I and I just really enjoyed that. Like this whole part. And then also, I want to talk about actually when he does get the like the actual Moon Knight suit and fights the Jackal. <laughs> Joker just did say that the CGI was terrible, which the Jackal's CGI is kind of bad. I'm not crazy about, but I think the suit looks really good. Yeah, it it does like just have that TV budget CGI, doesn't it? Mm. It's like it, it, it's not it's not the worst thing in the world, but it's like eh. If it was one of the movies, they would have got this a better. But oh well, we'll put up with it. Yeah. Exactly. See, but I'm like the jackal looks pretty bad. But I again, I think Moon Knight himself looks looks all right. Like he looks not terrible. Now I wanted to talk about this. Just these whole scenes that I knew were going to be like your favorite part of the whole episode. <laughs> oh shit! Oh damn it! Here, they back. were they were pretty sweet. And, yeah, <laughs> that whole bit where he kills me it has a real feeling. Like he's, going, he's coming off the top rope. Oh, he's going into a pile driver. Oh my god, he's down. It yeah, was and so good. Of, like I love that. It just looks like the most metal album cover I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I think they might have done that bit in the trailers. That someone tell me was that like a panel, like an exact panel from a comic or a cover? Because that's what that looks like. It looks really good. I uh, I just like I wouldn't be surprised if that if that ends up like any of these end up being like actual uh like comic covers or panels from from one of the comics. Because that just looks so good, and and like all of this, like the sure that most of this is CGI, but like just that set, the costume, like everything about it, just like it looks so cool. Like what what is this stage? What is why what is this like weird like amphitheater stage that he's standing on? Why is he there? No one yeah, knows. this is one of those things where like like I, obviously I'm from the UK, but I don't know everywhere in London, and I'm like I bet that must be some important place in London that someone else is like ah yes, well that is the amphitheater of St. You know, and but I'm like, oh, whatever. It's just you know a weird tour site of uh, London. This whole show now, mm-hmm. and yeah, exactly. And then we get this like, I, I don't know, kind of know what you mean with where, where, uh, what you're saying a minute ago. Where he's all running through the streets of London, and we get to see all these weird. Here, let me see if I can. Yeah, we can see all of these like the landscapes and all these bridges, like this building that's like probably a famous building that someone would probably recognizes. I can't. I, yeah. Is that the Millennium Bridge? No, I don't think it is. No, <laughs> no, he's just on a building. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, loads of places are sort of like, oh yeah, I'm sure if you if you like are going around commuting on London, like especially on a bus every day, you probably recognize it. Like on this, I can recognize when he goes to work, like he's in Trafalgar Square. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh yeah, I know that because I recognize the lions. Um, so yeah, it's it's a pretty it's it's a sightseeing tour of the London of the London of London. Of the London, yeah, of just of, of the London town. Do you want to see the London town and all the common people within it? Oh, right, right, oh, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, actually, I want to talk about that. I was, I was listening to uh, a little earlier. I was listening to Amanda, uh, her on her uh, the Galaxy of Queers podcast. I was listening to her, Interesting. Uh, yeah, and her, uh, her uh, girlfriend, wife, uh, partner, yeah, probably their partners, yeah, significant other. Uh, if you know she's British too, apparently she hates Oscar Isaac's accent. She thinks oh, it's really, which is interesting to hear that uh, like, like like different British people have like different takes on what on how good or bad his his accent is. Yeah, maybe it's just like I've just felt like I've seen terrible ones recently. But I thought he was all right, and I like they've kind of got his dialect and like his dialogue 
quite right. Like he just uses phrases the right way. Like he says, yeah, at the end of sentences in the right way. And I'm like, oh, there's loads of American actors who can't get that kind of detail down. One thing I do notice a lot is that he does say, like when he's like talking to people, even in situations where where it doesn't, like, so in America, we don't, we, when we greet people, we say, all right, boys. Like we don't, like, we don't say that. Like that is not, a, that's not a greet. saying all right to someone is not a greeting. Right. But in Britain, <laughs> like, uh, like, yeah, saying all right, lads. That's, that's like saying, hey guys, what's up? Or how you, how's it going? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I didn't realize that was a thing you guys didn't do. Yeah. yeah right. We don't. Yeah, we do not do that at all. So I'm like, so that's an interesting thing too. Is that whenever he's just like, yeah, you know, like he walks up to someone, all right, and and that's just like, okay, you know, cool. Like, I don't, yeah. It, it's kind of like, are you all right? You're all right. All right. It's kind of yeah. evolved from that. Yeah. It's it's kind of the equi- I guess the equivalent of saying like, what's up or like sup. And I, I I get that. It's just like we don't do that here. So it's an interesting thing to to hear Oscar Isaac say that multiple times and people just understand it yeah it's something that i just like i enjoy because again so often you get these americans kind of writing stuff in the uk and they don't get anything that wrong but they just don't get like the little subtleties that make you go oh, okay yeah that he talks like an english person mm-hmm. yeah it's like little things like that it's just it's interesting to see and uh <laughs> like, like he kept calling um the security guy bruv uh, yeah, the way it was was quite fun. Yeah, just like like bruv, I'm telling you, bruv, you're gonna see some MI5 messed up stuff. I'm like, oh yeah, okay, that's kind of it's a bit more genuine than you usually get. See, that's where it started getting a little. Like, I mean, I guess yeah, that makes it more genuine because I don't hear a whole lot of that. Like, I only I've never heard you or Marshall say, "Oh no, Gilbert, bruv, you need to do this, bruv." But uh, yeah, it's a very common thing in the UK. I think I think that's it. Yeah, because like, yeah, me me and <laughs> me and uh, Marshall aren't necessarily a part of like the English culture that uh, is there, which is much more, again, like kind of more like Jamaican sort of rooted and stuff like that. And you get a lot of sort of like, wagwan, bruv, how you doing? I got bear work in it. And like, it's just, this is a very different way of speaking. And I'm super white and I'm not part of those cultures. So I never picked it up. Yeah. So it's always, it's always just so interesting to see how like, yeah. And I think it's the big part of it is that most of what we as Americans consider to be British is London. Is like Londoners, like we don't we don't realize the fact that there is an entire countryside outside of that city, or even like um, I was thinking about this. That uh, do you know the Hugh Grant movie uh, Notting Hill? Yes, I do. With yeah, yeah, it's, it's like was it? I'm just a boy standing in front of a girl saying he loves her, whatever that one. So, yeah, so yeah, Notting Hill, it has a kind of it has a reputation of being quite a racist movie in the UK. Because because the area that, that's named after Notting Hill is like an area of London that is like has a huge Jamaican uh, like immigrant population, and people who are like descendants, you know, like you know, uh, second and third generations from like Jamaican immigrants, and so like that movie just has like almost no black people in it, and there are oh, bits where they like have shots of the streets of Notting Hill, and there's like barely any black people. And it's like they had to shoo the people who lived there away to make it <laughs> that white to whitewash it. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's not great. Yeah, so so you, you get that a lot where like you know like yeah like you could watch Paddington, Paddington and Paddington Two are going to show you like a loads of sights of London, but they are only going to show you a bunch of nice posh white people going oh yes oh Paddington hello, oh my are you yeah, coming to like, school with me Paddington? But they're not showing you're right lad we're road men. What are you coming up here for? What is this? See, get out now. Now I argue that this is a problem in the show as well, but like I do, I noticed that yeah, not a whole lot of like very few British shows or or American show American made shows about British people 
you know, very few of them actually like involve like they involve one token black character, and then most people are like, oh, I didn't know there were black people in the UK. It's like <laughs> a lot. There's quite a few of them. Yeah. Yeah, no, dude, it's it's strange to see like American print me and even me being an American, it's weird to see like that our preconceived notions about what like what uh British like what British like culture is, and then especially with through the context of our of our entertainment. Yeah, it's it's really odd. They just choose not. I, I kind of get it. Like you know, it's it's like as in, you just want to make simple stories, but it is hard to explain. Like yes, this like hot like the the middle of London is so like based on tourism to the UK. So you see like Union Jack flags everywhere, and everyone's reminding you're in London. This is England. We're Londoners. Like buy our merch, but it's all <laughs> being sold by like a bunch of people like you know whose fathers came from Pakistan. Uh, or from Iran or from Poland and like you know like there's very few like just like kind of English guys there other than you know they might be have born there you know, to immigrant parents and they were raised there mm. uh it, it's cool yeah we, we're pretty multicultural we just don't talk about it it's kind of bad yeah I mean on the one hand yes but on the other hand maybe that's a good thing it's like you don't need to talk about it. it's like just normal thing like why should we have to uh, should, why is it special that we that we're all multicultural it's just a normal fucking thing which is how it should be yeah, and I also like have to admit, like you know, like it's it's probably nowhere. It's probably just equally as bad as how like to me, New York is just guys going, "Hey, what? Get out of here!" You know, I'm like, here. Yeah, you know, like completely ignoring like every other ethnicity that lives in that huge sprawling city. Mm. All right, so now that we're done with our TED talk, let's go ahead and get back. To- <laughs> what did you think of Layla? We actually we got a pretty good. Oh yeah, the show. Oh, that's terrible! I, you said Layla, and I was like, "Yeah, she was a part of this show, huh?" Uh, I don't know, Layla. Layla, I don't know, like was a little bit annoying. I'll admit. I think just because, like, when she's going, "Oh, your name's Mark. Why are you doing this whole Stephen thing?" I was like, "Honey, look, he's already explained it to us. I can't be bothered to listen to him explain it to you. Just go along with it, all right?" Right. I'm just like, I, well, all right, so. I thought that was a little tiresome because, like, you know, you'd think that he, in all the adventures that they've had, all the time together they spent, and like all this like thing that they've like we were we went through all these all this hardship and all this shit, and I know all about the scarab and about Conchu and about all right. So we told you about Conchu, he didn't tell you about Stephen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he like, never mentioned that. Like he's like, hey, by the way, but while we're gonna get married and everything, I have a god and that that like talks to me, you know, and I can show you how my superpower. But he didn't tell you that. Oh yeah, by the way, I also have split personality disorder. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Personality. Like, yeah. No. I, I don't. I don't understand. I am. I do want to see my biggest mystery in the show now. I think is who's who. You know, like who came first? Did Stephen come first or did Mark come first? Whose body originally? Yeah, who, who does this body really belong to? Jake Lockley. <laughs> well, no, That's the season actually, two reveal. Well, well, no, actually, there is a part where Conchu, when he's talking to him at the very end, he tells him, "Like, do you think that you own this? You think you own this body?" Like, and then he's and like he's talking to Mark, and he laughs, and I'm like, we all we're meant to assume that he's saying that Conchu is the one who owns the body. But I'm like, I don't know. I get the feeling that that means that there's another personality somewhere in there that we just don't know about. That's an interesting way to think about it. Also, misdirection. I've just seen your comment that Mark has a girlfriend, therefore he's not relatable. I would disagree with you on that one, sir. 
Yeah. Mr. Action, do you really like Steven? Is Steven like the most relatable? Like, or is having a human statue to talk to, is that like too close to having a friend? Oh, no. Okay, I was wrong. I was wrong. Look, because right after that, he says, yeah, it belongs to me. Never mind. Ooh. I was trying to be all fucking smart and, and uh, sneaky, but no, it turns out he's just an asshole. <laughs> an asshole with, friggin', with a bird with a bird head. A little bit. <laughs> Mr. Action. Mr. Action. But yeah, so like the whole the whole label of it all, I think it was, I don't know, I felt like it was a little weird. Like the whole like I mean it it, it would be if some chick who claims to be your wife shows up and you don't know anything about her. So he's doing like this whole thing of like he's clutching her shoulders because he didn't know where like like I thought like that was a little weird and that was a little forced. I didn't, but at the same time, you know, it made sense because in the context of he doesn't know who the hell this lady is. Hello, <laughs> sorry, like I I drifted into another dimension there. I think I my Wi-Fi fell off. Oh, okay. So, oh uh, yeah. Did you did you hear anything of what I just said? No, <laughs> oh, sorry. Wow. I heard I heard like who this lady is, and I was like, no, don't know who this lady is either. I think it might be his wife. Yeah, no, okay. So <laughs> I thought I thought it was kind of weird how they did this whole thing of like uh you know they did they have the the whole like Layla thing of it where he like he has this awkward moment with her like grasping her shoulders, he's like, Oh, I, I don't know where to grab or where am I supposed to hold you? Like that's the you know that <laughs> but in the in the context of the character, I I guess it made sense because he's not he doesn't know who she is and like you know, it's like she's from her point of view. He's just like being weird, and he's being some kind of like he's trying to like put on this weird like secret agent kind of thing going on. I I completely get that as well. Like that's exactly how I'd be of like, look, I I would just feel really like I'd be so scared that if I like put my arms like around her waist that she'd be like, oh no, you perv. <laughs> like I'd be like, oh, I I am putting my hands on your shoulders in a non-aggressive manner to hold on. I just thought that was very funny. So she's like, "Would you stop that?" Like, I feel like you're a Victorian Duchess. <laughs> like, ah, uh, British people, you're so polite. <laughs> it it is a bit like that. There was a, there was a comedian that I remember once. He said like he's like he watched an American ask a girl out, and he was like, "God damn it!" Like in the UK, that would be considered like rape. <laughs> like, just because like we are so awkward sometimes, we're like. I, I couldn't ask her if she wants to have a beer with me. That would be far too forward. <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, you, I, I, it's amazing how British people get anywhere with in America. It's it's because of the accent, I think. Yeah, we we like we rely on you guys thinking we're interesting, and that's it. Because yeah, if you guys didn't, if that's the case of like, oh no, I can't just go up and ask it, dude. I saw like I was at work the other night. I saw a guy just walk up to one of the waitresses and be like, "Hey, can I have your number?" And the chick gave it to him. She just gave. She just up and gave it to him. I don't know where. Like, not even any like thing. Like, he he talked to her for all of two seconds and was just like, "Hey, can I have your number?" And she pulled out her phone and gave it to him. Dang! What like the sheer level of confidence? I don't. I don't understand that. <laughs> like, yeah, no, nah, dude. Like, <laughs> it's it is incredible. Like, I, I don't get, particularly get it either. I'm I'm American, but I'm just like, how? How do you just like? No. I know nothing about you. You know nothing about me. Give me your number. I mean, I mean, literally, the only way we manage things in the UK is alcohol. It's it's like it's the, it's the thing we are like super super buttoned up, and then like we have like the magic juice that allows us to be monsters, and that keeps us almost human. Yeah, dude. God, God bless uh, alcohol. God bless whiskey. 
<laughs> but yeah, so I gotta say, I was a little like with the whole Layla thing. Like, I was a little disappointed that she didn't like. It was kind of. I guess it was cool we got to see like put a name to the or face to the name, but she didn't really do a whole lot. Like, like the character was was all right, but I don't know. Like she didn't. I feel like it was. They should have done more. You know what I mean? I agree. Yeah. Um, she was all right. It was much more plot based. Like the whole thing of how Mark was so like, no, don't let her see the scarab. They'll come after her. You know, like, don't tell anyone that she's got the scarab. Like, all of that was such kind of setting up for the one thing we know Mark wants or Mark doesn't want is for, you know, the bad guys to know she's got the scarab. Oh, no, what's happened? They knew she's got the scarab. Yeah, um, I like that, too. She shows up the, at, in the freaking compound. It's like, where's the scarab? I have it. I'm like, dude, you stupid yeah it is it is that thing of like sometimes it just happens like like when like you're with like a bunch of couples or like you know like a bunch of family and so like yeah maybe you've got like your brother and your sister and or some of that and it is just that thing of like oh honey no i i don't ever really want to say if you just let the men deal with this it would have been fine but oh fuck if you just let us deal with this it would have been fine like yeah no like you don't want to be that guy but it's like, woman, just, just shut your fucking mouth for a minute. Unfortunately, the usual uh, solution to all of that is like, probably should have told her in the first place. She'd be on the same page as you if she knew. Um, That's a good point. Because, yeah, like, because she didn't know about the scarab or what it was, like, or anything like that. Like, all she knew was that Mark had it and like, this guy wanted it, like, later on. I, like, later on. I, did she mention that it was something they were looking for when she found it in the bag? Because remember, she freaked out when she saw it. Yeah, I don't know because I mean because there was a tar- there was a part where he was where he himself was looking through the bag and Steve and uh, Mark tells him don't tell her it's in there they'll kill her like you can't tell her that the scarab isn't so maybe she knew about the scarab but she just didn't know that Mark had it like they, she thought it was lost or something mm. she seemed surprised that he had it and she's like wait so you just wanted the scarab for yourself like yeah it seemed like they worked together to steal the scarab but they just and he like he didn't tell her after the fact. Exactly, yeah. I also, uh, Mr. Action has said a couple of things. One was like she had a bruh moment, which I particularly like because actually, too, like, she's doing that like, through this entire show. She is just looking and going, like, bruh, what the fuck is this? What is this game you're playing with me? Does anyone know Grant has DID? Yeah, dissociative uh, in, in, identity what? disorder, I believe. Dissociative identity disorder, right. I don't know. Again, we talked about that a minute ago. I, I think you might have been out of the stream at the time, Mr. Action. But yeah, we talked about that exact thing that she he talked to his wife about Kanchu, told her all this shit about him being a mercenary, about him having like a magical powers and having a superhero. Didn't tell her that he has another little passenger named Steven. Yeah, couldn't ever at some point think to say, like, by the way, I don't I'm not the sole owner of this body. This is just a timeshare. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, I don't that doesn't make any sense to me. I'm like, come on, man. Like, if you're going to tell her about a god, you can tell her about your your other personality. <laughs> Mr. She, needs be, she needs to be neck. What does that mean, Mr. Action? She needs to be neck. I, that I sounds know. like both threatening and sexual at the same time. Yeah, that sounds that sounds like a... a I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, nah, dude. That was... I gotta say, that was probably, like... As far as like story wise, that was probably the dumbest part of the mo- of this episode is where she comes up with the freaking scarab to the bad guy's compound. Yeah, it, it's not a good move. Although, um, Joe, thinking about about the scarab, uh, along with this, the 
the way the bad guy gets the scarab, because obviously it is like, it's kind of dumb that she brings it along. They do all this work to get it out there, and essentially it falls out of someone's pocket. Yeah, it, I like how it falls out of his suit. Like he had it in his pocket when he was when he went into the Moon Knight mode, but then when he ends up uh, like in the middle of the fight, it falls out of his pocket. Like you think the magical suit would not have would not be susceptible to shit falling out of the pockets. <laughs> Sorry, so Mr. Action has clarified. Said slap on the neck. So does she need oh. a slap on the neck? Oh, Mr. Oh, Mr. Action. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> what does that even mean? Mr. Action's in favor of domestic, domestic abuse. <laughs> he wants some. He wants to like. <laughs> That's just a little bit of that. Hey, broad's talking back to you. You don't like how she had you slap her on the neck. See, that'll make her act the right way. Yeah, you just take a phone book and you smack her with it. It's not going to give you any <laughs> bruises. <laughs> no, dude, hey, hey, Mr. Action, buy a woman. Oh, no, it's all cool. It's buy a woman. <laughs> She's being slapped by a woman. That makes it better. Oh, now it's to salt. It's not the best. I'm not gonna lie. It's kind of funny, like the idea of that. You, madam, need a slap, but not from me. Marjorie <laughs> brings a woman in. So I do want to ask this: What is the? What do you think the? I'm sure if Joker voice was still here, he could tell us the whole thing. But what was? What is the significance of the scarab? What do you think it even does? Like, because now we've had two episodes talking about this damn scarab, mm. and like. We have we've seen what the staff does. Like, oh, I have I have Amit's power. I can kill people. I can summon demons. I can. But what the hell does the scarab do? Yeah, not sure. It does seem to have a similar, maybe kind of um, action. Like, what was it? The uh, what's it called? The compass from Pirates of the Caribbean: Dead Man's Chest. The one that you know points to whatever you most desire. Yeah. Um, so there's some sort of similar thing that it points toward. I. I suspect, here's my thing, basically, everyone always does a compass that points towards a thing. I think this compass points towards a person, not a place. That's my theory. Okay, so... But that's, that's knowing nothing about Moon Knight. Okay, so, so, the, so the Scarab will lead you... So, like, that is going to lead you to, like, in theory, because they're talking about resurrecting Amit, it's going to lead her, like, you to her corpse or to her tomb. Yes, quite possibly, yes, yeah, something like that. All right, so I'm interested to see because we're all, now at this point we're going to be in the mid-season finale, like or well midway through the season, you know, third third episode that's kind of halfway through the season. So I'm going to be interested to see what they do with that and and how they take it, what, where they take it in the next episode, and mm. what to stretch out the next three after that. Yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see. I don't, I don't know whether they'll be able to. Do you think they'll like close up this whole plot with Ethan Hawke? That seems to be. Like the way they do things on Marvel um, shows, they have a, like an enemy that has to have like a completed sort of arc by the end of the season. Hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, I I feel like because he talked about how he used to be uh, Conchu's avatar and now he's Amit's avatar. Hmm. All that means is that we're just gonna like. First of all, I would love to see other other gods have other avatars. I would love to see like six or seven avatars because he said there was like nine gods. Or something like that. There was like a whole list of them. So where is Ra? Where is where is like Set? You know, where is like Anubis? That would be pretty sweet. Yeah. So I would love to see like a pantheon of the different like avatars and having like their different armors. And more than that, I would love to see mm. Amit. I would love to see uh, Ethan Hawke suit up in Amit's armor. <laughs> <laughs> I 
have an all-out battle between like Moon Knight and whatever he's going to be. Like his weird crocodile skin suit. Dude, seriously though. I, uh, this series has some of the most, imp- according to Logic Robot, Logical Robot, this series has some of the most impressive comic-inspired moments. The rooftop run close-up of Moon Knight uh, parkour, let me see, parkour on the, uh, of one of the, sing- all right. It's one of the singular, memorable MCU visuals I've ever seen. Okay, that's what he says. The rooftop run close-up of Moon Knight is one of the most, uh, is one of the singular, most memorable MCU visuals I've ever seen. Agreed. Mm. Absolutely. I, I wish you were here uh, when uh, Joker Voice was here, Logical Robot. It would have been nice to have you two debating in the chat, because I, I absolutely am on your side. I think it looks fantastic. Says it may take him a while to suit up, but when he does, they truly make it epic. I agree. I absolutely agree. First episode, it took forever, but by the end of it, I'm like, fuck yes. Let's let's see more of that. And they, and I, I would argue, again, it took kind of a minute, but they delivered again by showing us that in this. And then showing us the awesome freaking like Mr. Knight costume, which I love. I have to admit that as well. I had um, got like halfway through the episode and I was like, oh, because my whole prediction last episode of the podcast was we're going to see a really decent full-on Moon Knight action sequence, and it was pretty late on. Like, you know, he was refusing to turn, he was refusing to activate the suit, and I was like, are we actually going to get this this episode? Am I going to look like an idiot? And then, damn, it came out, and they really delivered. Yeah, agree. And, yeah, but like, I, I can't wait to see what they do with it. I want to see, like, I hope that Ethan Hawke isn't just here to be Jim Jones, and then that's it. Like, when... <laughs> Next episode, she's gonna he's gonna be dead, and that's gonna be the end of it. Like, I want to see him like you know suit up in a in a badass armor. I want to see him like fight Moon Knight. I think it'd be kind of cool, or or at the very least have something to do with that staff. Like have some like something to do. You know what I mean? Because I, mm. like, I I need a payoff to that whole thing of him filling glass in his shoes. Yeah, I, no, I think I think we are gonna get something. Partly because it would it almost wouldn't be the MCU if the bad guy wasn't basically exactly the same as the superhero like at the end of the show yeah exactly like that is the mcu's bread and butter is taking a superhero making establishing his powers and then taking the villain giving him the exact same powers just a slightly different costume yeah so like it might not be that you know like we get ethan hawk wrapped in bandages but yeah like he'll turn into a big crocodile monster or something i would be be silver down for that and yeah, Thor's avatar, Mr. Action. We've established this. Thor is not a god; he's an alien. <laughs> Although I, I like the idea that Thor's avatar is like Thor's avatar is going to be like Guy Fieri with a hammer. Also, like it okay, should be a guy who loves beer and meat. <laughs> I got it. Thor's avatar is so. Do you remember in uh, Thor: The Dark World? Is that yes from the IT crowd who's going out with uh, with Natalie Portman? He's the Scottish. Guy. Oh, yeah. Irish, Irish Scottish. Yeah. Irish. He's the Irish dude. Yeah, like that guy. I think it'd be funny as hell to have him be Thor's avatar. <laughs> so I just like that actor. <laughs> oh, I'm just a bit of lightning there, is it? <laughs> have you tried turning your lightning on and off again? That's awesome. That's, that's a perfect. I love it. Love it so much. <laughs> uh, yeah, so well, Logical Robot says, yes, I want to see Ethan in full. Mumra kind of mode, and yes, absolutely. yeah. Uh, I don't Mumra. know Mumra. I'm, I'm gonna look that up and see if that's a if that's Mumra. He's the he's the baddie from uh, Thundercats. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. Well, okay. That's Pretty just Mumra. Yeah. 
been a long there was time. there was also uh, logical robot do you remember an old cartoon called mummies alive that was dumb as all hell and it was basically thundercats but they were mummies instead <laughs> i just googled it first thing that pops up is a dude with like a, with the head of like a uh, panther or something like that and he's like uh, yeah. wrapped in bandages and that's interesting yeah yeah good old mumra <laughs> Uh, Th- Thundercast is a wild story if you ever like if you ever check it out because like one of the whole things is that uh, Lion-O the main dude was like 12 years old at the start of the show and then there's like an accident where like they're going through like space in like stasis but like his body isn't kept in stasis but his mind is so his body ages and becomes an adult but he's still got a 12 year old's brain it's like a whole weird thing yeah that's weird <laughs> I don't uh you couldn't do that today. That's not a, <laughs> that big shit. Ain't okay today. Logical robot <laughs> says, uh, "I remember all kinds of things. Centurions, especially centurions." Oh, I'm, I'm gonna have to do some googling. I can't think of centurions. Centurion, unless you're talking about like the, the legitimate like Roman soldiers. <laughs> yeah, you, are you that old, logical robot? You remember when they were marching across Hadrian's? Oh, holy Mall? crap! No, he's talking about an old, old cartoon. Centurion's power extreme. Ooh. Ooh. That's that sounds like it's even older than like uh like, there are so like many old. old. <laughs> like defenders of the earth old. Dang man. So, so yeah, logical robot is like he, he has he, well, I'm not I'm not gonna say he's old as time itself, but he has seen some shit. I know he just pulled out Terra Hawks, and Terra Hawks is pretty damn old. Yeah, Terra Hawks is pretty super old. Terra Hawks. Let's see. All right. Whoa. Yeah, no, that's that is definitely before my time. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Um Jesus Christ. 49. Hey, bruh, like I, I love it. I I kind of love hearing like the ancient. Do you know what I love? I love like uh pop culture stuff that's been kind of forgotten. Like it's my favorite thing, like checking out a show that no one else remembers. Yeah, I mean, it can be kind of fun, especially like if it's if it's one of those if it's actually not a bad show. Like, there's actually some uh, some pretty good old cartoons. Like, I don't, uh, old Thundercats isn't terrible. Old He Man is. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll be honest. Like, like there are lots of old things that are bad, but like, like I enjoy the stuff that like that's so weird. That, like, you know, when people are like, "Oh, I remember this cartoon," and no one talks about it because it wasn't popular. It was just this strange thing. I love finding like lost things like that. Hmm. Of course, you like shows no one ever heard of, Mister Action. Why else? Yeah. Would you, why else would you be in this in this show right now? <laughs> Ooh, cut me deep. <laughs> oh, people know who you are. They they listen to your audiobooks. They know Harrison Bullman. <laughs> they know the Harrison Bullman the podcaster. They know Harrison Bullman the, the audiobook reader. But yeah, no. Because uh, they have creative freedom. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, we did. We did miss you. Kind of. You know, I'd be lying if I said no. (laughs) And we're still talking about how great it would be if Ethan Hawke showed up. (laughs) No. Like, I actually, actually, I do want to talk to uh, Joker Voice. I I want to find out now. This whole thing about like the avatars of certain characters is that a thing in the in the uh, Moon Knight comic books? Like, are are there other at like you know how Moon Knight is the avatar of Khonshu? Is there any other like Moon Knight s characters that we might see, like you know, 
other avatars that have like armors and shit like because that's what we were talking about is that how we'd like to see ethan hawk suit up in his own like moon knight style armor and fight and have like a fight but uh, yeah is that a possibility or is that something that you're just you're sitting here just like <laughs> i think like we're basically like, is it essentially an egyptian lantern core yeah exactly like is this is he the sinestro to to moon knight's uh green lantern and if so how awesome would that be he says, I honestly don't know. Oh. Oh, oh no. Okay, that actually begs the question. Would you be down to see that? Because I personally would be. I would love to see that. I would love to see, like, if we could see, a, like, and it doesn't even have to be Ethan Hawke, necessarily. If we could see, uh, you know, the pantheon of, you know, his whole thing, or, like, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, have, a, have like, an Anubis, have a set, have a Ra, have uh, whatever. I would, I would love to see all those different, like, uh, God avatars, you know, appear. Or at the very least, have like a hall to them, you know, kind of thing, kind of like we see in uh, what's it called in uh, Shazam, you know, how we have like the you know the hall, like the wizards, like oh like, yeah, Kanchu appearing in different places, crashing on a rooftop is such a great ad adaptation. If I can find that shot, I will. Let's see. It, can... It's so good, and like I, I, I was saying earlier, it's I find it so funny. I just I thought I, there's something really funny to me about like this massive bird mummy god thing being like over in the corner like Statler and Waldorf being like no he's an asshole don't listen to him I, I still believe the greatest line of this of the episode is break his windpipe <laughs> <laughs> it really is like like if you were Steven you'd be like I'm trying to have a conversation man like calm down yeah no no joke I'm like, come on, dude. All right, it's it's right around here, right around here. I'm gonna I'm gonna find it where he's hunched over the over the rooftop like Batman. There he is. Oh, I love that, and I love how the the, the uh, street light just goes right up in his in his staff. Like I love that. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's so, so cool. cool. That is a very cool shot. I have so many like jewelry things that look like Conchu's head. <laughs> like I've got so many like earrings and stuff that are like big bird skulls. Okay, this character. All right, so the character of Arthur uh, Harrow, Harrow, I think his name is. But oh, yeah, okay. Apparently, doesn't exist. Only the name exists from the comics. Ah, interesting. So in, so, in what context does the name exist? Because I've never, yeah, because I'm, I'm not familiar with that. And he said, and also they made that film, Gods of Egypt. It bombed. Yeah, but that film sucked. I, I saw that film. <laughs> Is that the one? Is that the one where like it's got what's his name? Uh, oh, Scottish dude, three hundred, um, and like they turn into like giant, like golden Egyptian yes. gods. Yeah, yes. like it's Captain Pat. Right? Okay, logical robot. Do you remember Captain Power and the weird like CGI robots in that? Gerard Butler and he's Gerard Butler and yeah, yeah. <laughs> Also, logical oh. robot thoughts on all the venom ripoff complaints. Mm -hmm. Do you know? I can see where they're coming from, but I don't agree. I, I would. I, all right. How is this a venom ripoff? First of all, I liked the first venom. Second one was, meh. I, I can see why people might say a ripoff just in terms of like this voice that's talking to him, and like you know, like the how you got a lot of the same beats of him, but like no, you can't take over. I don't want you to have my body and all that kind of stuff. Um, and like those bits where his arms are moving, like he won't give the scarab to him and it's out of his control, or a bit like some of the fight scenes in Venom. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, that first scene where he's like, yeah, in the in the first episode, he's trying to like put his arm out, and then uh, Kanji was like, nope, don't give him the scarab. Yeah. No, that that's definitely like, that's a little venomy. But, but I I think the whole show, frankly, is way different enough that yeah, it's not venom. And Mister Action says, bruh, but it doesn't have Eminem rapping, and absolutely, it doesn't. And that is a sin against it. It's it's only venom if you have that weird venom venom. See, Arthur Harrow was a comics was in the comics a sur- as a surgeon slash scientist who had a fancy for eugenic experiments from Auschwitz. Oui. Oh. So yeah, he was he was a he was a Nazi scientist, not a not a religious zealot. Huh. Huh. Strange. You know, I'm gonna say they made a good choice, probably not doing going that route. <laughs> you know, just, yeah, it was, would have been a bit of an odd tone. Yeah, exactly. Just like you know what, we're it's 2020, but you know what, fuck it. Let's go. It's 2022. Let's go ahead and go back to Auschwitz just for the hell of it. Let's let's, <laughs> let's shoehorn this into it with all the Egyptian shit. Make this Indiana Jones for a minute. And they kind of already did that in the MCU uh, after the whole Hydra thing. And like when you get to Age of Ultron and they're just breaking into Nazi castles in like Austria. Yeah, right. <laughs> Bruh, he's fighting Nazis. He, is he fighting Nazis, Mr. Action? He's, he, I, I feel like he's just... Now, Egyptian he, Nazis. Actually, I did, also, I did want to talk about that. How at uh, the very end here, we get... Yeah, he's another... Now it's, now the next episode is not going to be a tourist... A, like a tourist video of uh, London. Now it's going to be a tourist video of... of uh, what's it called? Egypt. Like Cairo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. uh, yeah, Giza. <laughs> I mean, it'd be pretty good if we, we get to see it. To be honest, like I, I think, I think they're setting it up a bit like one of those, and I don't know. Right, I don't know if they're doing it just because, like, the mummy movies always do. Like, you start off at the British Museum where all the sarcophaguses are, or sarcophagi, and then you go to Egypt, like, for the source of Egyptian stuff. Um, but it's it, it's a bit much. <laughs> Again, they they just like at this point they're just like, hey guys, check it out, pyramids, Egypt, <laughs> stuff you know. Because anytime I see that like lattice, like wooden frame, I do kind of go like, ooh, I can hide in there. It's like Assassin's Creed has broken my mind. Yep, that's that's funny. Anytime I see like that's actually kind of funny. Same thing. Whenever I see those kind of like the the uh, architecture of that, like the buildings that we see here, I just imagine like Altair running across them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, power and shit. <laughs> and also Prince of Persia. If anyone ever saw the the Jake Gyllenhaal Prince of Persia movie, same thing. I, I imagine. I remember... Was that any good? Uh, not. Uh, yeah. <laughs> if, you, if, you, if you like the video games and if you really know about them, no. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I did kind of like the video games. Um, well, I, I, I love the video games. The video games are great, and like especially was, the, uh, Santa Time, the one that it, that that game is referenced or that movie is referencing, mm. where he has like the you know the dagger that turns back time, and then also he can like go into like this weird sand mode where he like lets out his dark his like dark side, you know, print. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, and like uh, the two princes or the two thrones or something like that. Yeah, yeah two thrones. That's the one. That's the one. Yeah, two thrones. Yeah. The, one, the one before that is Santa Time. And then yeah, but like Two Thrones is what is it makes reference to that in in that movie where because when he presses the button, you have this whole thing where he has like the tattoo from that. Uh, it's, it's it's oh my, cool. 
it makes so it makes reference to the video games, but it's not really like a good reference. Ah, Prince of Persia. That was a good yeah, series. My, my problem with that movie is probably the same Joker voice, the same problem with this entire series. <laughs> See, and then yeah, Joker voice, she says this is that if you don't wanna if you don't wanna go the Nazi route, don't use this obscure Marvel character from a that was a one-off villain, just make an original character. Fair enough. Oh, this is oh. So it says, okay, Harry, if you recall any, coming home from school to watch Chucky, rent a ghost, and return reruns of Starfleet. Ah, oh, see, that's I think just slightly too old for me because I know Rent a Ghost. Like I, I kind of know the theme tune, like like the creeps and fools and freaks and ghouls or whatever it is. But I, it's just a little bit before my time. There are some I, I saw plenty of reruns, but um nah, Chucky. Chucky. I don't know why. That doesn't sound no. I mean, you know, I remember like loads of stuff like coming home and watching like you know, um, Space nineteen ninety nine. I remember that. Chalky, what in the fuck? <laughs> okay, yeah, no, I've never seen. This is weird, but all right, before my time. Anyway, you're proving my point. Take a property that no one knows about. Take as many liberties as you want. The stupid masses will be will be conditioned to accept liberties to properties that they can they do care about. Okay, you know, I feel a little bit shots fired right now. Are you calling us the stupid masses? <laughs> Wake <laughs> up, sheeple. <laughs> you guys don't understand. If you guys would stop drinking the Kool-Aid, you'd get that Marvel doesn't care about you. I'm like, <laughs> I mean, I already know Marvel doesn't care about me. You know? <laughs> it's very much transactional. Like, they, I give them money, they give me a, 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 an hour of good times, and it's like a they're marvelous hookers. <laughs> they are very expensive hook. Well, they're inexpensive hookers. <laughs> they are in, that's yeah, yeah. So I, I suppose yeah, you know, like like 50, I don't, I don't 50, need fifty it. bucks a year for a hooker. It's pretty expensive. Yeah, well, I just need him to give me a good time for an hour every now, every an hour a week and call it a day. Yeah, you know, like <laughs> it does give uh, a completely different meaning to Shan Chi and the Ten Rings. Oh, uh, no, we're not going to, nope. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm aware that Marvel doesn't care about me, I'm like, I, they they care about their bottom line, but however, the thing is that they need all, like, I, I will grant that they do enough good stuff to keep us all coming back, because yeah, they, they need us, to, they, they don't need us, they need our money, and in order to have our money, guess what, we gotta be here, I gotta keep on coming back to watch Moon Knight, and you know what? They and I argue that they keep on making it interesting enough for me to want to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I, I was completely prepared to not be that into this because you never know with a new property. You know, sometimes it's great, sometimes it's not so good. I mean, especially Shang Chi wasn't terrible. I really didn't like Eternals, so not everything they're putting out. I loved Eternals. Shang Chi ah. was okay, but like I didn't, I wasn't crazy about Shang Chi, but I loved Eternals. No, I really didn't didn't mix well with Eternals. It a bit too gray for me. Yeah. I mean, I think that it's just that they're using Eternals to lead up to something like way bigger. Like I, I we get Galactus somewhere down the line, but you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I've seen a few things of like you know this like I live in Vegas. I know about expensive hookers. Hello. 
Joker has a point. Uh, he says, I think it's important that those masses to become more privy to lesser known properties, even if even liberties are some are taken somewhat. Agree. And, I, and I'm definitely going to be looking up more Moon Knight. I'm definitely going to be getting as, as, as much as I can about it because it, you know what, with as much as outcries people have been having, like it's, a, it's been a minority, but still though, a very vocal minority saying that this show just is horrible. And I, I noticed a lot of people who say it's good are saying are ones who've never read a Moon Knight comic. So I'm like, mm. I feel like I should probably look into it and check it out. Yeah, I I think this is this is unfortunately a real problem with any of these adaptations that you, you're going to get this, aren't you? I, writers and producers care about the message. Yeah, I guess. It, I suppose it depends on the writers and producers. I, I I think the producers specifically care about the money. I think that's their whole job. Yeah, like I'm and I'm sure that, that somewhere in that in that writers' room they're like, okay, guys, so how are we going to hook the you know the xyz you know whatever whatever community you want to how are we going to hook the you know asian people how are we going to hook the, the lgbt how are we going to hook like there's a i'm sure that question pops up mm. but i don't know if it's the entirety of like you know their entire business model is all right guys what's the message today uh, to, to be honest like after 10 years of marvel as well i, I kind of welcome it because i'm a bit like let's have you know like one of the things that i don't kind of like about marvel is like a bit like uh, Mr. Action said about every movie being a comedy. Every movie is the sci-fi comedy like these days. And I'm like, can I just have something that's just a bit different? Like it isn't just a weird space thing um, with weirdly self-aware humor all the way through it. Hmm. Let's see. Robot says he did not like Shang-Chi, Eternals, or Black Widow. Marvel has completely missed the mark for him since Thanos. I like Black Widow. I li- Shang-Chi was, was eh. I liked the fight scenes of Shang-Chi. I really thought the, the choreography of the fight scenes was pretty cool. And, uh, as far as Eternals, like I said, I really liked it. Black Widow, I've been waiting for that movie forever. I have to like it on principle. And then <laughs> and also, I mean, I'm never going to, I'm never going to not like Scarlett Johansson. I'm never gonna, I'm ne- you'll never find, I don't care what she does. You're never going to find me hating on Scarlett Johansson. Do you know what? They're so weird where like, I wasn't that into Black Widow and I'm still not into it. But what made me want to watch it again and rethink it was when I realized that, um, I've forgotten her name now, but Black Widow's sister, um, when I realized that she's the chick from Midsummer, and I'm like, oh, oh, this is far more interesting to me now. Now you are a horror icon. I might want to watch. Mm. See, I, I ref- I've heard uh, reviews of that movie. I've heard people tell me, like, describing me scenes. I don't want to watch that movie. I don't oh, nice. what's going to be. So good, but so bad. I watched Green Inferno, and I had a really bad time with that. I'm like, I don't want to watch Midsummer. <laughs> like, like, similar situation. It's it, it's a miserable movie. It's a really good movie, but it's so miserable. Oh, yeah. Okay, Mr. Okay, your voice. We understand. You don't like Marvel. Yeah, and, and to be honest, like, I, I'm not surprised that those movies lost money. I mean, like I say, I I, I don't hate them, but I, I wasn't that into those movies. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll grant you Shang-Chi. Again, it was not as much as they, as they hyped it up to be. Uh, Black, uh, Eternals, I, I liked it, but it could have been much like it could have done a little more. And I definitely see why people like didn't like it. Like it had a, it kind of jumped around with the story, and it had a, it didn't really know what it wanted to focus on. But, it also, it feels like such a DC movie. Is my thing with of, that? Like, of, unfortunately, it, I was like, it looks like it's, it's like a weird. It kind of looks like a weird Russian ripoff of the Justice League. Kind of, kind of. <laughs> And he doesn't like Joker voice. He doesn't like current Marvel. Excuse me. Uh, 
but all right so all right the last word we're going to say on this is that all right so what do you what uh question i ask every week what did you rate this and what did you want to see out of the next week's episode like what do you think we're going to get what do you want to see Okay. Uh, what, do I, what do I think we're going to get? What do I want to see? Uh, oh God, we've, we've talked about so many other things. I've forgotten everything about Moon Knight. Uh, what are we going to get? Uh, right, Layla. I was going to say like we'll have something to do with Layla. Le- Layla's still alive at the end of this episode, right? I haven't yeah. forgotten she died or something stupid, right? <laughs> yeah, no, she, she sees uh, Arthur pick up the scarab and kill that homeless dude. Okay, right. So I think the episode is probably going to concentrate on Layla explaining her relationship with Mark and revealing more about what happened with those two, how they got together, what they've been doing for the few years, how they got to be chasing after the scarab, all that's going to get revealed. All right. So yeah, like their, their adventures together, their like previous adventure together. Harrison. Sorry, I was reading comments. <laughs> yeah, so, so you think we're gonna get like their previous adventures together and like kind of how they met and shit like that? Uh, yes, yeah, I, I think so. I, we, I think we must get some flashbacks, even if we might all be getting is just flashbacks of what's happened to him now that he's in like Egypt, like now he's woken up there mm-hmm. and just explaining what's happened there. He says Layla is supposed to be a Marlene from the comics, a blonde and not Mark's wife. All right. Well, I mean, again, I mean, we talked about it already, the the license, the, the like artistic licenses and the liberties they're taking, which again, for people who are not Moon, who are not like well-versed Moon Knight fans, it's just like meh. Oh, what the hell? You didn't like Salma Hayek? So so she was race, or she was so she was gender swapped. Who cares? I like Salma Hayek. To be fair, like, if, if all a character is going to do in a movie is die, doesn't matter whether yeah. they're built like a brick wall or that's kind of a true point is that yeah that is kind of a bummer is that they they really misused her as well like why would you pay that money for that for that great actress only to have her there for like 20 minutes of screen time maybe yeah like is it is it bad that every time i watch anything with salma hayek in i just want to watch dust till dawn <laughs> like that's I just like i don't care i'm just gonna put dust till dawn in guys i'll see you later or um desperado as well amazing movie or once upon a time in mexico actually any of the robert rodriguez movies with salma hayek in I'll watch. Spy Kids. I mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No. All right. So, how are we proving? What? What? I'm not sure what point. What point we're proving? <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. What I'm, point we're I'm, I'm not as big of a fan. <laughs> I'm not as big of a fan as I thought I was. <laughs> but uh, anyway, let's see. Uh, Personally, for me, so actually, what did, you, what did you give this episode, Harrison? I I really like this episode. Uh, Four point five. Uh, you know, I, I I worry that sometimes that kind of uh, score comes up too much. But love this episode, to be honest. Like, watched it. I was like, don't know Because ha- I honestly, genuinely, I was like, oh, I've got to watch Moon Knight. Because, like, it hasn't won me over yet. Mm-hmm. But I, I put it on and I was like, no, this is pretty sweet. And as soon as he was in that suit, I was like, yeah, I- I'm into this show. It's fun. Yeah, see, I'm going to think, like, if for no other reason, because of the suit, like because of that whole scene where he's in the Mr. Knight suit, I'm gonna give it a five. I don't even care. I'm gonna give it a five. I love that suit. I I want to see more of it. So I'm gonna give this episode a five just for the hell of it. Let's see, don't be an apo- all right. He says, "Don't be an apologist. Hold these creatives to a higher standard. Honor source material and honor the work that came before." So, all right. So his I guess his point is that that we're apologists. I, I guess, like, like, here's my thing. I'm not sure if I can be an apologist 
because I don't care. Like this is the bit I don't want to mean like because like, I think like fans have absolutely a right to care and to feel like this means something to me, and like I would I want you to treat it with like you know the respect it deserves. Unfortunately for me, I'm not a fan, so I don't give a shit. And yeah. everything they've done is perfectly fine for me as like as like a new time viewer. Everything's been great. See, I'm I'm the same way. When it comes to like Eternals, same. I didn't know anything about it. Loved it. When it comes to Moon Knight, so far, haven't known anything about it. Loved it. But when it comes, I'll admit, when it comes to like to hollowed characters, at least for me, like Batman or Spider Man, yes, fine. There are there's a certain amount of respect that I expect them to take and there or to have, and then there's a certain amount of like of of care and honor that you should take with that character. Mm. But and and so when it comes to that to like. When you look at it that way, I could absolutely see how people think that about every other, like any character, regardless of whether your favorite character is the Hulk, Wolverine, Moon Knight, doesn't matter. Like I could definitely see how people feel that way. Just mm -hmm. the thing is that, but when you when you put it down to like, oh, they changed the, the you know they changed the origin of Mister Knight. Look at them disrespecting and bastardizing the character, and look at and look at how they don't care about us or anything. I'm like. I don't know if they don't care about us. I just think that they're just again trying to do something a little different. I I don't hate them for that. It just I might have done it a little differently. I might I might have did if if I was in charge, that might not have been the way I would have done it. But I don't hate the creative for do, for being just that creative. Yeah, and yeah, I I just think um, <clears throat> Joe, you know my brother said something to me recently. My brother has been a Sonic the Hedgehog fan since 1991. I was born in 1991, and my birth is nowhere near as important to that man as the creation of Sonic the Hedgehog. He loves it. And the, the way he has had to come to terms with being a Sonic fan without just destroying himself, because Sonic properties are all so bad now, is he's like, every new version of Sonic is new, and I have to just accept it. And the more things I love, the more things I'm interested in, and the more adaptations come out, the more I have to be like that as well, because I'm like, fuck. Like, I can't be angry at this many people because, <laughs> like, it's basically impossible for them to adapt stories exactly how I want them to. Yeah, no, same thing. I'm like, it's you understand how like it's a full time job to be angry at all at, at the entire Marvel <laughs> DC, and then then when when you start getting into all the other like, oh well, then now we have Invincible, now you have the Boys, now you have like when you have all these other properties and shit, and then Star Trek, and then you have. Oh. I'm like, it is so hard to be. I I can't stand. I can't do it. I don't yeah. have the energy to be angry at all these people. Those are great adaptations to bring up because, like, like I love Preacher. I'm a big fan of the old Preacher comics. The Preacher show is a really like different adaptation of those comics, but I still like it because I'm like, I can completely see why Amazon were like, no, we're not making that exact comic. We're not making it exactly as as it is. I'm sure it is, Joker voice. I'm sure he says it's easier to hate to hate all those things than you think. <laughs> he, makes it, he makes his entire career out of it. Look, he has his whole freaking channel centered around it. To be fair, perhaps it is particularly easy if you have the soul of the clown prince of crime lurking somewhere within that's, you, as the Joker that, voice. That's does. a good point. When when Joker is your spirit animal, maybe that's easier to ha to have that much chaos in your mind. Mm. Unfortunately, though, Batman is my spirit animal. <laughs> and I, I, that shit. I compartmentalize my hatred and my and my anger when for when I need it. <laughs> anyway, 
uh, I think it's about, it's about uh, that time. We've got about an hour and a half, a little over. Harrison, I know it's getting late where you are, and you're wanting, you're probably getting a little tired. Nah, it's, it's all right. I am I am on a vacation day tomorrow, so I'm kind of cool. Oh, yeah. Man. Well, in that case, let's talk for another hour. <laughs> <laughs> perhaps it's, all right. Perhaps you didn't watch Dork Wars last night. I unfortunately I don't believe I did. I'll have to watch the the uh, re the replay on that one. Ooh. Oh, Batman is more insane than Joker. It's facts. Yeah, but he's more ordered insanity. He's a he's he's a more like I don't know. It's 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 like the Joker is like a is like a is like when you stuff all your shit if you just let your shit lay around the the room and you don't bother to clean it. Batman's is more when you put it all in the closet. You just stuff it all in the closet and say, okay, it's good. Yeah, Batman Batman is like like a different level of insane. It's like yeah, sometimes you get people who've got like real bad OCD, and part of that their OCD symptoms are like organizing stuff. And then you've got like people who've like I don't know got real bad like schizophrenia, and their thing is having arguments with people who aren't there on the street. Yeah, which one are you, Joker voice? Which one are you? You <laughs> <laughs> uh, you don't know. Batman kind of does. There, there's a bit in the one of the audiobooks I was reading where Batman goes like, oh, well, if that's post-traumatic stress, I've had post-traumatic stress my whole life. And I'm like, yeah, you you have. You, you watch your parents have. get shot. Like, you, yeah, <laughs> no question about that. You absolutely have. <laughs> yes. Yes, Batman. You should have a counselor. Eh, if he had a counselor, he couldn't be he couldn't be Batman. He couldn't do his Batman shit if he <laughs> <laughs> he's all of the above depending on the day. i love it but but anyway all right we're gonna be heading out we're gonna be uh thank you guys all so much for for tuning in uh joker voice of course it's always been a pleasure mr action logical robot uh let me see if i forgot anyone else no okay so yeah anyone else who, who if you tuned in but you didn't comment then thank you guys anyway for tuning in and next time comment <laughs> We it's good. We, we like to hear from you. It, it makes the show better, I think, if we have more people to talk to. Agreed. I, and it's always interesting to see, to, like, it's always a good jumping off point to see, like, these di uh, the different points of view. Take it easy, logical robot. And yeah, so if you guys like our show, make sure to follow us on Twitter and make sure to follow each of us individually on Twitter at, at Harrison Bullman and Fulcrum Gilbs. Uh, yeah, follow, uh, if, you like, if you're watching us on Twitch, make sure to follow us there. Uh, subscribe, like, that bell notification on YouTube, and comment below. Make sure if you if you're watching the replay, comment. Let us know what you thought of the episode. Let us know if you thought it was good, bad. If you're with Joker Voice, you think that this is this show is just the bane of your existence, <laughs> and if you are, or if you're like our friend Shanti and you just can't get enough of this, and you and you're sipping for Oscar Isaac, let us know about that. <laughs> First I'm somewhere in the middle. I'm like, eh. <laughs> but yeah, no. It's anyway. I. Uh, yeah, and then also make sure you follow us or make sure you check out us every Wednesday for Harrison's audiobooks. Uh, yeah, I want to make it make an announcement on that. We have I, I'm not, I can't mention the guy's name because he asked us specifically not. To, but one of our awesome fans ended up stringing together uh, the Mandalorian armor audiobook. They put it, they turned it into a 12 hour freaking audio file. It's 12 hours. Oh yeah. wow! It's okay. 12 hours and 41 minutes with all the with, with with your commentary and all your stuff like edited out like. It had it's just twelve hours just you reading it. Wow, that's yeah. It, it's yeah okay. Oof. So I'm gonna try to figure something out. Like it's gonna be a hard 
it's gonna be a long process to have to render that and turn it into a video that we can actually upload to YouTube. So I'm gonna try to, but it's probably not gonna be like what, you, what people are used to with all like the moving, you know. Yeah, it's yeah. Probably just gonna be the book cover, and that's it. I yeah, absolutely. That file will just be too huge to upload, and we'd never get it up there. Yeah, no, it'd be impossible. But rest assured, anyone who loved our audiobooks or loved his audiobooks, rather, it's going to it's going to be up there. It's going to be the full one. If and it's going to be one long ass book. <laughs> and yeah, and, and appreciative, and we're very appreciative to that fan, to that one fan out there. We'll call you. We'll call you Mister Knight. That's what. Yep. We'll, yeah, and everyone, everyone, thank that fan because it is not happening if that fan doesn't do it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't really have time for that. I'm surprised I got time for it. But yeah, no, thank you very much. We appreciate it. And yeah, they're awesome. But uh, but as always, yeah, guys, thank you guys for watching. This has been Folk Entertainment Podcast. I've been Gilbert. This has been Harrison. And as always, we are all Fulcrum.